0: welcome to another episode of the yoga inspiration podcast this episode is a student interview with dusty that i did out in las vegas while i was there teaching i was so excited to sit down and spend some time with dusty because he's a lifelong gymnast who started yoga at the age of 66 and now he's in his 70s and practicing yoga it's incredible And I have to say, I was a little bit curious to hear what it was like for a lifelong gymnast to come into the yoga practice at such a ripe old age. I always had the suspicion somewhere in my mind that if only I had been a dancer or a gymnast or something physical, that I would have been so much better at yoga. Now, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I was never a dancer. I was never a gymnast. I was never anything particularly physical before I started yoga. Yoga was really the first physical thing I ever did in my whole life, and I wasn't naturally good at it. I was so bad at it, actually. It took me so long to find strength, balance, and even balance on my head, let alone a handstand. So here I was talking to Dusty, who's been standing on his hands since who knows how young, and I got the inside scoop on what yoga really means to... A lifelong gymnast like Dusty. He has an amazing and inspiring story that at the age of 66, he broke both of his legs. And it was in his healing process and journey that he actually discovered the whole yoga practice. Now he practices pretty often and treats the yoga practice like a personal sanctuary, a place that he describes as timeless and is very, very different than his competitive training background in handstands. So I hope that you find a little piece of inspiration in Dusty's story. The idea that no matter what age you are, no matter what setbacks you face at what age you are, that you will find inspiration, healing, and potentially renewal and rebirth in the yoga practice and on the mat. No matter what age you are, no matter what size or shape you are, no matter what your background is, you can start yoga at any age. So take inspiration from Dusty's story. If you think it's too late for me, I'm too old to start yoga. No, you're not. You can start anytime. All you need is a yoga mat, even a chair. If you want to try chair yoga, you can start from wherever you are in your journey. Now, I want each of you listening to this podcast to think about your own journey and reflect on your own process. What brought you to really enjoy and really find healing and depth in your yoga practice. What keeps you coming back to the mat? You know, for Dusty, it's a journey of healing and timelessness, uh, an experience of depth. For me, many days, it's the idea that I know that I'll be just that little bit more peaceful, that little bit more happy, a little bit kinder, just a nicer person when I get off the mat. So think about what is your yoga inspiration? What keeps you coming back to the practice? It's never really just about the poses, but it's always about that inner shift. Every time you get on the mat, there are subtle shifts that happen in those inner realms, these metrics that are hard to measure in the physical world. Instead, you measure them really by how you feel. And more than anything, the yoga practice gets reflected back at you in the mirror of your life. So when friends and family members and those close to you start saying things like, wow, you're so peaceful, you're so patient, you're so kind, you're so generous, you're so inspiring. Well, then you know your yoga practice is working. Remember, none of us are perfect. We're yoga practitioners, we're yoga students, we're all on the journey together and we're all placing one foot in front of the other, looking to be just that little bit more peaceful, a little bit more happy and make our world a more kind and more harmonious place. Hi everyone, it's Kino here. I'm with Dusty. Thanks for joining. And we want to welcome you to another episode of the Yoga Inspiration podcast and video series. Now, Dusty, you have had an amazing life. You were a gymnast for your whole life and a trainer for the National Gymnastics team, a performer here in Vegas, and a recent yogi. You've been practicing yoga for five years. That's right. So I'm very interested in your journey into coming into yoga with such a long background in gymnastics and, and just to talk about your whole experience of you know, the practice versus the gymnastics training versus you know, what you've been through at your age starting yoga. So maybe we can start off at the very beginning, which is how old were you at your first yoga class? Uh,
1: I believe I was 66 years old.
0: Wow, that is so inspiring. Because I hear from students all over the world that say, am I too old to start yoga? (laughs) (laughs) So what would you have to say for those people? Because some people write to me when they're 40 and they're 50. Recently, I had a 16-year-old girl write to me and say, is it too late for me?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) No, I think yoga um, just has nothing to do with time or age. (laughs) So I think it doesn't matter... If you're 90 years old, yeah. it's a good time to start yoga.
0: Now, what inspired you to start your yoga practice?
1: Well, it was an unusual circumstance. So, uh, being a gymnast all my life, I always felt like I was pretty healthy and and physically, you know, uh, capable. But one day, I was surfing in Southern California. Um, in fact, it was Labor Day five years ago. And it was one of those amazing days where it, everything was perfect. The weather was beautiful. I'd been in the water for four or five hours. I had this feeling of just euphoria, mm-hmm. you know, where your body is completely spent, but, you know, you're so full of energy and you're so mentally and emotionally fulfilled from. Just a wonderful, wonderful day, Mm. and in the space of less than one second, I turned my head, and a big wave picked up my surfboard and smashed into both my legs below the (gasps) knee. I felt both legs completely dislocate.
0: Wow! And you mean at the hip? They just at the at the knee. At the knee. Oh my goodness!
1: And I went from being the highest point you could possibly be to the lowest point you could possibly be in an instant. Right. And uh, that started actually my journey to discovering yoga.
0: Wow. So what was that like for you? I mean, did they have to come and rescue you from the water? Did, what, mm-hmm. what happened immediately then?
1: Well, I went down and uh, there were thousands of people on the beach and I heard one guy yell, are you okay?" and I, I yelled back uh, after a few seconds, no, I'm not okay. Wow. And um, I didn't know what had happened, really. And uh, anyway, my wife calls him the avatar man. It's this big, big, huge, handsome guy came down and picked me up like Benjamin Button out <laughs> of the water and carried me up onto the sand and set uh-huh. me down. and.
0: And he was a lifeguard, or no? He just-
1: was, uh, by chance, an emergency room nurse.
0: Okay, wow.
1: And um, uh, one thing led to another. It turned out that I had about a half a dozen fractures in both of my tibias. Wow. So my legs uh, were temporarily dislocated, but they went back into place. And um, I found out a few hours later my legs were broken.
0: Wow. And you said multiple fractures? Yeah.
1: Wow. So I was in a wheelchair for about three months,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, first time experience for that. Yeah. With my legs straight out in front of me. Wow.
0: Were you in casts or? I, I
1: was not in a cast. I was in braces. Okay. And uh, and I had to stay in the wheelchair for about three months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself. Wow. <laughs> So um, during that time, I had a lot of time to do some soul searching and, and, uh, and, and I had time to you know, do a lot of thinking about my life and during that time I realized that it wasn't just my legs that were broken, it was my life was
2: hmm.
1: not really as full as it should have been hmm. also. Hmm kind of had that experience of, it's like the last scene in 2001 Space Odyssey where the astronaut walks into a room and sees himself as an old man,
2: Mm. you know. Mm
1: -hmm. And it really caused me to take a step back and think about uh, whether I was living my life the right way. Mm -hmm. So I still hadn't discovered yoga. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And so what were some things that you reflected on that you said, I want to change? And you said, I'm not living my life the right way. I'm sitting there, I'm evaluating it. What were some things that you thought, this are I want to change this?
1: Well, I realized that um, I I didn't have the type of balance or awareness in my life that, that I thought I should have.
0: Physically or emotionally or spiritually?
1: When I say balance, I, I mean that, you know, we have the mind-body-spirit mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. And I really had, I'd spent most of my life pushing myself as hard as I can and, and trying to be an achiever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And work, I worked 14 hours a day for 25 years, right. straight six days a week. And, um, and I always was pushing myself to be more than mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i realized i can't go on this way i need to find how to create some balance in my life where i feel like cuz i didn't feel like i could continue to grow as a person unless i found that
0: right absolutely you know
1: so that's what i was thinking about the whole mm. time and you know being injured for me was not a big deal why not uh, i had been I had many serious injuries in gymnastics.
0: Okay, so you kind of knew
1: the injury routine. Yes, I didn't expect to break both my legs when I was 66 years old. (laughs) Yeah, and you know. I didn't expect to be in that place. Yeah. But I tell everyone about the story, you know, when they ask me and I say, you know, as it turned out, uh, breaking my legs was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life.
0: Now, why do you say that?
1: Well, for one, I never would have found yoga Mm
0: -hmm.
1: if that had not been the case. And through my journey, through this experience, and rebuilding just my body, my body healed naturally, but healing myself as a person uh, entailed a lot of work on Mm. my part. Mm. And uh, what happened was um, they had just opened this lifetime here, where we're sitting right now, yeah. uh, a couple months earlier, and my son had said that you, I should go over there and uh, you know look at it. And while I was there, I, I got a personal trainer. I had I just got out of the wheelchair; I couldn't hardly even stand up. Wow. Um, I had my legs were completely atrophied, and I, I didn't have any strength left. So I figured, well, I'll get a personal trainer mm-hmm. and I'll work out, and mm-hmm. I'll have him, you know. Mm-hmm rebuild my strength you know
0: yeah and was that a routine you're familiar with from rehabbing you know i was i was
1: familiar with that from Mm -hmm. my you know from 60 years in gymnastics right you know and uh you know but the odd thing about gymnastics is you know you're you're using your own body so i could never sustain a workout regimen you know, with weights and right. cardio and all of those kind of things, it was just too boring for me, <laughs> you know. And um, so I tried off and on throughout my life, but, you know, work was always my priority, or my family was my priority, or making money was my priority, mm-hmm. you know, and I never went to that place where I looked at that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just thought I would be young forever and, right. you know.
0: Yeah. Young and invincible forever.
1: Exactly. And so one day, after a few weeks of joining a lifetime, I just wandered into a yoga class one Mm -hmm.
2: day. Did you have any idea?
1: Literally just wandered in. No idea, really? No idea, you know, if I could do it,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Did you have an idea what it was going to be about? I kind of
1: had an idea. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, I was looking for something, you know, to motivate me, Mm -hmm. you know, something I could relate to. And then... I remember the first day I put my mat next to the wall because I had to keep my hands on the wall mm-hmm. to be able to stay on my feet. Oh,
0: for balance, Because <laughs> right. my
1: legs were still not strong enough yeah. to do any of these poses, uh-huh. you know. Even the simplest ones. Yeah. I couldn't bend my knees enough to do child's pose.
0: Wow.
1: So it was a, it was a rough beginning, you yeah. know. And, but when I walked out of that class, I changed my entire life. Really? How did you feel? I said, I found something, and I'm, this, I'm, gonna ch- I'm gonna make this my priority. I'm gonna make taking care of myself and this journey to more self-awareness my, pr- my number one priority mm-hmm. every day in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be work, it's not gonna be Anything else, I'm gonna make sure I do this. That was Mm -hmm. my level of commitment Mm. at that time.
0: And what was it that made you feel like, I wanna commit to this? Was there something that you felt after your first yoga class in the body, in the mind?
1: You know, I think everybody comes to yoga and especially the practice here, you know, vinyasa, where it's physical at first, You know and it's a challenge and it's challenging and that's kind of what's motivating about it it's a physical challenge and it's a great workout and you know people kind of come to that part of it first i think Mm -hmm. because it's so physical but for me i came to it from a different place because i had really been doing that all my life Mm -hmm. and i knew i could do the physical part it would just take time to get my strength back yeah um But I was more interested in how it would affect me mentally and emotionally, Mm -hmm. and how I could um, impact other people by being a better person myself.
0: Mm. And would you sort of walk me through that? You know, the person you were before yoga and the person that you are now, those changes that you said you've experienced to be a better person?
1: Well, I think I was the same person. I just wasn't I wasn't um balanced in a way that I was always aware of my emotional state and was always aware of how other people around me were reacting to things I did mm-hmm. and and what kind of influence I have on them, you know, by the way that I, you know, carry myself and what I say
2: mm-hmm. and
1: how I react to things. Mm. And in, in my uh, role right now uh, as a teacher, it was really important to me that I, uh, that I grow as a person. Yeah. If I'm going to be responsible for influencing other people.
0: Mm. Now, how has yoga changed the way you teach? Uh,
1: I, I think I have more um, patience and I have more vision in terms of the long-term effects and long-term goals. And yeah. it's very easy as a teacher to react to what's happening in the moment. But when you're watching another person grow, you know, you're taking everything into consideration and how that's going, to, you know, how what you say now what kind of influence will that have on them five years from now? Right. You know. That's a really good so point. So I became more reserved and mm-hmm. more measured in the mm-hmm. things that I did, less
0: reactionary. Mm-hmm. And do you work with kids in very formative years of their life? Yeah, I do, yeah.
1: Very, very formative. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the main age group that you work with?
1: Um, now I work with, you know, very high-level, very talented gymnasts, mm-hmm. and they could be anywhere from 9 or 10 years old to 25 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that whole period, I think, is still a very formative period. And when
1: you've worked with somebody yeah. when they're 9 and 10 years old, mm-hmm. and you're still around them when, you're 25, yeah. when they're 25 years old. Wow. You know, it's uh it's it's a pretty impactful
2: journey. Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely. You
0: know. Yeah. So as a yogi who's never been a gymnast, and I've never done anything gymnastics, I've always been in awe of the work uh, that gymnasts put in. And I will say that I've heard I've had the thought in my mind, if only I had been a gymnast, then I would be so much better at yoga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think? Can all of your students, could they just come into yoga class and just effortlessly do all of the poses or would they have to work at it? No. Really?
1: No, they could not. And I've done it. I've, I've, I've brought them to yoga. Um, and how'd that go? Uh, they were afraid of it. Really? What were they afraid of? <laughs> well, you know, They were very Mm -hmm. self-conscious, also fear of the unknown. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. You have a gymnast who can do multiple flips and twists in the air, always know where they are, and uh, do these very dangerous skills. um, And they have no fear of it. But they were afraid to walk into a yoga studio. Yeah. And (laughs) afraid to do things that they just were not familiar with. Like what?
0: What's a yoga pose that one of your-
1: Pick one, anyone. You
0: you know, know, maybe like, I don't know, Marichasana D, Marichasana, any of the Marichasana poses, any of the headstand?
1: Well, for instance, everybody's body's different. even Even gymnasts. True. So uh, they all have some problem with something, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the type of flexibility in yoga is not necessarily the same type of flexibility that Mm. they typically experienced in their daily training. Right. So, know, like, so some, some things are new to them, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Maybe like lotus position.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um,
0: Putting the leg behind the head.
1: One of the things that happens in gymnastics is that re- in men's gymnastics requires a lot of strength. Right. So the f- it's very difficult for them to maintain their flexibility. So if anything with flexibility is difficult for a gymnast Mm -hmm. you know for me at 71 years old (laughs) I mean I can still do the splits you know I can still do a handstand yeah but um I also have multiple injuries and arthritis in my knees and my hips and you know fractured vertebrae in my neck and back Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so everything is hard for me right you know and people uh look at me and they see a gymnast, you know, and they think everything's easy for mm-hmm. me. But I think it's the same journey for everybody.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you were in class with me this weekend, which I was very, very excited and honored by. So thanks for coming to class. And I could definitely tell that you knew your body very well. You know, mm-hmm. that, that I could feel that you know how to work. I felt that you were very aware of where your body was in space and you were working with intelligence. And this is something that I definitely shows of a lifetime of working with your body. You know, the average person, like me, when I came into my first yoga class, I had no body awareness. I didn't know where anything was. I didn't know any muscles I could squeeze or activate or move anything. And this is this level of of, of body consciousness is, is that you have is really really inspiring, and that you've been able to apply your foundation in gymnastics into yoga practice and then use that for the inner journey is really really inspiring and that you know um, there are some people that are in their 70s that think you know yoga is not for me it's too difficult you know I was never a gymnast I was never a dancer it's not for me but I find I think your story of coming back from the injuries and coming into the practice can inspire so many people of all different age groups to practice
1: well I think that it's a journey of Mm self-discovery and who doesn't want to discover new things every day yeah you know and that's that's the way i come into class Uh, i you know for me uh i'm very aware of my body but every class for me is about healing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: every class there are so many different things in in my own experience of my body From a physical standpoint i'm constantly trying to heal Mm. all of the things that are broken in my Mm. body
2: Mm.
1: and that's what i feel when i'm going through Mm -hmm. the the yoga asanas in Mm. class and i also look at it i don't look at it as a physical practice as much as i look at it as an art form Mm And that's also the way that we look at gymnastics. Uh-huh. Uh, when you approach it on physical terms, as far as uh, yoga, in comparison to gymnastics, I tell very, you know, all, all of my friends have been in gymnastics for their whole lives. And I tell them, you take, you know, an hour and a half vinyasa hot vinyasa class, and it will be the hardest workout you've ever had in your life, including the hardest workout you've ever had in gymnastics.
0: Really? Wow.
1: It's all about what you bring to it.
0: hmm hmm So what's the difference between, say, um, besides the spiritual journey and in, in how we work physically? Are, are there physical things that you've noticed that yogis do differently than gymnasts?
1: Yeah, I think that there's a lot more attention to... Um, the joints of the body Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the ability to maximize your range of motion Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and in yoga in yoga yeah And, and regardless of how much comprehensive work you do in gymnastics training you'll never approach sort of the level of range of motion in your body that you know you will in yoga Mm -hmm. And it's it's also so internal, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, in gymnastics, everything usually happens very, you know, very hard and fast and and, uh, you know, your your training uh, teaches you to um, to just react naturally to everything and to do it without thinking Mm -hmm. and. you know, in in yoga, the the, the it, it's a it's a much more intrinsic you know sort of journey. You know, each class is is different than the mm-hmm. last class. You yeah. Know? Everything is happening in in real time, and you're experiencing, you know, obstacles and ranges of motion that, you know, are difficult for you. And it's a long, long process, much like gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But I think that you you can't measure it, you know. Uh, in gymnastics, you know, you, you can you can get stronger, mm-hmm. you can you can learn new skills, you can gradually, you know, increase your repertoire. And I think you can do the same thing in yoga, but it's it's more um it's it's harder to measure.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so
1: you 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 have to let that go. You have to get comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. It has to be a practice, you know, that disregards time and space.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, perf- the performance aspect I think is interesting, right? Because the gymnasts and, you know, when you're training for something, the, that, 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 that dream of probably so many gymnasts is they want to go to the Olympics or they want to win a medal and, you know, really, really exceed and join the national team or something like that. In the yoga, this, we don't have any national team. We don't have any prizes no. that are awarded. It's just come to your mat, go on your journey, be a good person.
1: That's funny because, uh, you know, uh, I I tried a, a yoga class uh, a couple years before I came to Lifetime, and it came. Uh, it happened to be a Bikram class. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I've never tried. Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't either, so I went in. To super physical you know i came out and i'm sitting in the lobby and i was like completely exhausted and trying not to pass out
2: right and,
1: and drinking some water you know and the teacher came up to me and said have you ever done this before and i said no <laughs> she said you know you should think about competitive yoga <laughs> i was like
0: oh my god
1: i my mouth dropped open and i was like i came here to get away from that
0: yeah <laughs> you <know>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. I know that style of yoga, they do these competitions. Yeah. It's not yeah. part of my lineage. It's not part of my experience in the practice. I,
1: it's just a funny story. But yeah, it,
0: no, that I, is funny, you know, yeah.
1: Um, when I started doing this practice, it took me six months just to learn how to breathe.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know. and, and what does your practice look like now? How often do you practice and for how long?
1: I try to practice four or five days a week, mm-hmm. um, usually just one class a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's an hour to an hour and a half.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: I usually get there early and stretch a little bit mm-hmm. and try to loosen up and stay after you know, 15 or 20 minutes, cool down and stretch some more. Yeah. So I, 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 I guess it's about an hour and a half a mm-hmm. day do, do you do
0: any other training besides that now?
1: No, it's all yoga.
0: Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah,
1: and I, you know, it's it's really, I don't even feel my injuries anymore. Mm. I know they're there, and I'm constantly working on healing, mm-hmm. but when I first started, it hurt every day, and I I felt, you know, pain every day, and...
0: In the yoga class or just in life?
1: In both, in yoga mm-hmm. and in life. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I I injured myself a couple times in yoga mm.
0: class. What happened?
1: Uh, there was a there was a class where they wanted you to do, um, I think it was a backward roll, right? Type yes movement, like chakrasana, you know,
0: like roll over backwards, yeah, land in chaturanga, yeah,
1: and. I wasn't warmed up enough, Mm -hmm. and I did it, and my back went out. Wow. And I had been having these recurring problems with my back for many years Mm -hmm. from previous injuries.
0: Mm -hmm. So that wasn't the first time your back went out? No. What does it mean when you say your back went out? Does that mean the muscles seized up? Does that mean you had pain in the spine? What does that that mean? Could you walk? Could you feel? What happened?
1: Well, what happens is um, your spine goes out of place. Oh you know, the muscles collapse on one side mm-hmm. of your back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you really, you can't, you can't hold yourself up. Wow. Your back's not aligned properly. Mm-hmm. And, um. So not, literally
0: out of alignment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Completely out of alignment. So, and then you have to wait for the muscles to relax and it can take days, mm-hmm. you know, or weeks sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. um, and people refer to it as, as sciatic, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. Because there's a, there's a network of nerves and muscles, and what happens when your spine goes out of place is it impinges on those nerves, and it, and it causes the, the muscles to flare up. And,
0: mm-hmm. and so that happened to you after trying this backwards roll, this chakrasa? Yeah, just something yeah. I'd done yeah.
1: thousands of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm.
0: So then, how did you heal your back?
1: Um, took years years of practice in yoga That's mm-hmm. the, I found that yoga is the best thing for um, being more aware of your body and being able to isolate exactly where the problem is and being able to work with that and fix it
0: uh-huh so from so it took years for after that chakrasana role for your body to come to a point of balance again mm-hmm. Wow mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for people that are thinking about, you know, is yoga really for me?
1: Well, I personally believe yoga is for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think you're really missing out if you don't at least give yourself the opportunity to experience it. Um, But everybody comes to it on their own terms. Yeah. So, for me, something very drastic happened in my life. that caused me to reevaluate mm-hmm. whether I was really fulfilling myself in, in the way that I was telling myself I was.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge transformation.
1: And the answer was no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I was fooling myself on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that to be the way my life ended.
0: Mm hmm. And now, how do you feel?
1: I feel like a beginner, (laughs) Um, but I feel that um, if I compare where I was five years ago and where I am now, I'm just, gradually I've reached a state where I'm just more aware of my daily life. And I'm more aware of, I have more awareness. in fact, I was listening to a podcast just a few days ago on the driving back from California. A person was talking about uh, what is meditation.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: And uh, I've never been able to meditate successfully. Okay. So I, it was, you know, probably a product of, you know, the way I was, the personality in my life, and the way I lived my life. And just, I couldn't, couldn't be still for more than two seconds at a time. And I never understood what meditation was. This person was explaining on the podcast, it's it's just being in the moment, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: just being here now. Mm. It's just being able to be aware Mm. as you're going through
2: life. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: And I realized, well, this is what I'm learning in yoga. This is what I'm I've become better at this. Yeah. You know, I'm I've be, I've actually been able to take it from the mat into my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And Not that- every day and all yeah. at all times, mm. but I know that I'm doing that now. Yeah. You know, and I never knew that before.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and I think because I've been able to experience some of this growth, you know, I'm I'm influencing other people differently now than I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago.
0: Absolutely. And they say that you know that the yoga poses are really there as the foundation of the inner work that eventually leads into meditation. When I first started practicing, never imagined I could have had a daily meditation practice, but it mm-hmm. took me a while to, to kind of let the poses teach me that level of presence. And now, now for me, I actually find the meditation so essential to the spiritual journey. It's really like the essence of kind of what, um, what keeps me grounded every day.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Uh, I think I went from not understanding what meditation was to realizing that I was meditating all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome.
1: And, uh, you know, the practice is, is great because um you know there are so many distractions in life and our emotions can go from high to low in a heartbeat right you know we have this illusion that we can control that
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know but control is just an illusion right in almost any aspect of life as as it was when i was in the water with my surfboard. Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) One minute control, the next minute total chaos. Yeah. How do you react to that?
0: (sighs) Absolutely. So
1: calmness under stress Mm -hmm. is one of the things I really focus on in yoga, in practice. I realize that um, putting your body in a stressful place and then using the breathing to maintain a sense of calmness and equanimity during that most stressful time Mm. is uh, it's a great growth experience and it's also helped me pass that sort of understanding on as as a teacher as a mentor uh, to the athletes that i work with as well it's very parallel Um, that kind of experience is parallel to one's normal life in, in respect that you're you're going to experience highly stressful situations, yeah. and your ability to remain calm during that time is, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the essence.
0: I totally agree Yeah, that yoga has taught me, too, that to remain calm in the midst of distractions and stressful situations and all of that. So I think that's a tool that everybody could learn, that a world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. Everyone would maintain that heart of the practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So... I always say that in these podcasts, I like to give the student a chance to ask me a question. So, <laughs> do you have any questions for me?
2: <laughs>
1: so
0: that it's a two-way well, street.
1: Yeah, so I would ask you, if through your experience in yoga, because everyone looks up to you as being sort of this, expert godly presence
0: you know <laughs> yeah. they're
1: trying to they're trying to hope something of that rubs off mm, on them mm. you know
0: mm.
1: how do you think of yourself as a yogi
0: oh gosh well you know that's i mean like uh, you asked me that question and i immediately feel embarrassed and i feel like oh god that's not me you know i mean i feel very much identified with the student's journey and i feel like i'm just a practitioner i'm just a student on the journey i don't feel like there's anything particularly special about me, but I feel very privileged and honored to have spent time with Uh, My teacher's in India, and I felt really privileged and honored to have come to the spiritual practice at a really, really young age. So, I think it's what's so so essential to yoga for me is the the humbling nature of the practice. How it gives you enough sort of positive reinforcement so you feel like encouraged to practice, but there's enough kind of cracking of the heart to keep you humble and open. So, I feel like I'm just a student too. You know, I feel like I make mistakes, I stumble, I fall. There's still many asanas I struggle with. There's still days when my meditation practice is just a busyness in my mind. And I really feel like I'm the student. And if there's something I can share, then it's really along the lines of the student's journey.
1: Uh, that's great. And, yeah. You know, you said uh, something about humility, which yeah. I think is really a central component. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing that I always try to tell people is that the community of people, like minded people that, that you're with in that room for that hour is, you know, a, a blessing Absolutely. on a daily basis. And I have, uh, you know, I did, I was so this way with my life for mm-hmm. so long. I never expected that I would suddenly make. Dozens and dozens and dozens of new close friends. Yeah. You know, in that room. Yeah. You know, and that to me was just uh, the greatest gift, you know. And I think if if it just could spread like that, you know. Absolutely. If people could just understand that nothing is required, Mm -hmm. just be there in the room.
0: Yeah. I love that. It would and we're just all we're all the same so
1: many things yeah you know? and we're all on the same yeah. journey no and, one's above and,
0: anyone else
1: you know you understand right away that there's you know being humble and, and having that kind of humility it lets the ego just go away from you and and you're just you know uh, you're able to be you know smiling and kind and loving yeah. and, you know that's, that's that's a great uh one of the greatest benefits of the practice, I think. Oh, so.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. You know, some people say to me, oh, Kino, now you've been practicing 20 years, Do you never get angry anymore. Oh, no. Anger still arises. I just, as you described, I understand the tools of how to remain calm when those waves set in. I get irritated at people, you know, but I understand how to process that irritation. I make bad mistakes Mm -hmm. and then I learn now how to forgive myself and move on from them. Those are tools that I find so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. And for me, I mean, one of the things I really realized has been the essence of my journey is this feeling of being at peace with myself, being okay with myself, not being at war with myself, learning to love and accept myself for who I am, Mm -hmm. rather than going on some tunnel vision of achievement to try to prove my worth. Mm -hmm. It's taken such a long time for me to get there. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful when I can share the space of yoga with others that maybe a little bit of that rubs off. So if if, if I'm in the, the class and the students can leave feeling like they can love themselves a little bit more, that I can share a little bit of whatever peace, whatever happiness I found with them, then I feel like, okay, then something's happening,
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: I, sure, it's nice to see people doing intense poses and stuff like this, but for me, it's about the love that we uh, leave yeah, behind. yeah,
1: It's funny because even before I experienced yoga, people would occasionally tell me, said, you're, you're just the most patient person, you know? Yeah. And I didn't feel that way. <laughs> I felt like there was this oh. battle inside me, you know? Uh, this war going on, total chaos, you know. Now I'm just trying to keep a lid on it, you know. Yeah,
0: oh, I really understand. I feel like that when people tell me that that I'm so patient. I was not patient when I first started yoga. Now yoga has taught me patience.
1: Yes, yeah. Absolutely. It's always teaching you something. I
0: was not a naturally patient person, but I have learned patience. Well, Dusty, thank you so much thank for you. sharing this time with me and sharing your journey with me. I hope that everybody who hears this is going to be inspired to get on their mat no matter what age they are.
1: I hope they do. Just, yeah. you know, take it from me. You know, I'm always the oldest person in class. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. But uh, I love everybody around me and everybody in the class. And yeah. it's such a great community. It just, there's, there's nothing... There's no reason why anyone should not uh, should not want an experience.
0: Yeah, wonderful.
2: Thanks, Lesley. Thank you.
0: Hey there, it's Kino here. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Your support and your time and your attention really mean a lot to me. If you're enjoying this podcast series, you can find the full-length videos on my online channel, OMSTARS, and that's at www.omstars.com. You can redeem a 14-day free trial and get access to our full library of over 3,000 classes and also practice yoga with me online. I'd also love to see you in class sometime.